Hey, everybody, get ready because it's a new episode of the Moon Tower Podcast with your host, Ian Hubbard. And now for part two of the new Moon Tower podcast with your host, Ian Hubbard. Actually, sounds very crispy, Nate. Yeah, thank you. It's a very nice guitar. Sounds very rich. It's a very nice pickup, pun intended, if I may say so. Thank you for that introduction, Nate. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> no, I I wanted to have that happen at the beginning of the of this segment because we're gonna get into some really heavy shit. So, thank you for that, Nate. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's been a certain news story that's came up in at least this week. It's been a low-level news story for the past, I'd say, 10 or so years. It's one of those ones where it's been simmering on the surface, and I've kind of been waiting for it to actually happen, actually take hold and take root, hopefully explode. And it's not something I feel justified in, but I, I've mentioned this from time to time in person. I don't know if I've done it on the show. It's not really anything heavy personally, but it's been a mild obsession. Yeah. That's some pretty deep content. Well, right it's, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking heavy. So this past Monday, I don't know if any of you um, caught it. Or are interested in the actual case, and I'm right to assume that by the time 
this segment airs, there'll be more developments, at least I hope there'll be, positive developments as far as, you know, the scum scumbag gets put away and yeah. the dominoes fall and all that, but this past Monday, um, Jeffrey Epstein was arrested and indicted on charges of child sex trafficking and basically running a ring of sex trafficking of underage girls. Now, that may not seem much, quote-unquote, because it just might seem like another scumbag uh, getting nabbed for, you know, all the horrible things he has done. But this one's different, at least in my eyes, because the connections that this guy on paper has. Yeah. Deep connections and just like the length of time he's been doing it. It's like, it's like flabbergasting. Well, <laughs> this guy apparently is, he's got fingers in Hollywood, the DC elite, business tycoons, um, connections to Clint, Bill Clinton, Trump, um, the royal family potentially. Oh, damn. This guy is, he, if he flips and lives, he might be able to bring down a whole shit ton of people with him. Like, oh, yeah. This is, and with absolutely no disrespect to any of the victims of Harvey Weinstein or Kevin Spacey or Woody Allen or, uh, Bill Cosby or Matt Lauer or Charlie Rose or any any of the Me Too thing, Me Too stuff that's come out in the last few years, two, three years, this could be the biggest one because this dude, according to many of the reports that I've caught up on, like in the New York Times, AP News, uh, RT, um, Hollywood Reporter, Forbes, it's across Vox, Slate, Salon. Everyone's running the story, but it's it's not a breaking story. Like, even on Judge Report, it's like the middle of the page. And there's only been, on Truth Dig, which is one of the websites I follow, that's it's mainly op-eds and persuasive writing as far okay. instead of, like, just straight... Wow, hard facts and yeah. shit, yeah. It's still, like kind of like third tier mm. but the thing is this cat has had a ring going on for the, the better part of 30 years God damn. he's had his own kind of like a pyramid scheme going on he's had wor- people working underneath him like uh, one of the other people I it's a madam a, a British madam who was like his right hand man like bringing in underage girls and the, the stuff that he's getting charged with is you know soliciting sexual acts and bringing in underage girls knowingly knowingly it's not just some yeah. sheer accident some chick didn't show up at a party some and go oops friggin shit no this is like by the book and one of the things that kind of caught my eye was uh, a few years back, there was a redacted uh, black book of his with names and addresses and phone numbers that 
I believe it was Gawker, got a, uh, some uh, quote-unquote independent journalist tried to sell to Gawker for a shit ton of money, but he didn't want to go public with it because he wasn't going to get paid because of it. That's after uh, Epstein's 2008 conviction on the same charges to which he copped a secret plea deal with the Florida DA, the Florida Justice Department, yeah, or whoever's in yeah. charge. It was, in, it was in Florida because he had a, a bungalow apparently about a mile away from Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, you were telling me about it. It's like, man, that, that, that's starting to make a lot of more, like, I don't know, maybe not more sense, but, like, you know, he's, like, among friends over there, so. Um, and now they're very powerful friends. Yeah. Even more so on paper. But in 2008, Epstein was arrested and convicted of the same charges, um, molestation, trafficking, the whole works, is, was and is a registered fucking sex offender because of it. He, yeah. he you can look him up on a watchdog site. If you're you telling me, like, name you're up. still, like, free to, like, do, like, all sorts of, like, fucking well, shit or whatever. According to the reports, uh, he was facing life. Yeah. And then cop the fucking secret plea deal with the Florida legal team that he was up against. And only got 13 months, during which, according to uh, various sources, he was able to leave the premises for five to six days a week to resume business. Huh. And the person who was in charge of that investigation is now the labor secretary under Trump, Alex Acosta. Well, fuck. <laughs> and now he's getting... A shit wave, and rightfully so, to resign from his post because of his mishandling of the investigation. Dude, yeah. Because this whole secret plea deal, no pun intended, not to sound redundant, was secret. Not even the victims knew about it. Yeah. All he had to do was sign his name and pay out. And of course he was able to. Yeah, he was able to. Easily. Yeah. They said all the payments went to the victims' families. But... I looked it up. Hollywood Reporter yesterday. It was was either yesterday or this morning. uh, Posted an article about how after his conviction, he was able to move freely within Hollywood circles. Like, let me pull it up real quick. You got it right here. So this will be one of the few uh, or possibly many articles that I kind of chime off just to give you a basis of who this guy is and like what's going on and how deep this, and I'm not trying to do an expose to like out one side against the other, vice versa. Like people have to understand because that's one of the things real quick that's come out is uh, one side will say like, Oh, he knew Clinton. He knew Bill Clinton. He was, he was a friend of Bill Clinton's. He was a donor of the campaign. He took, Bill Clinton on his private jet. Little, little Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton. And the other side's like, well, no, he, he did the same shit with Trump. Yeah. Which he immediately, and it's on record, hosted Trump at many of his parties, took Bill Clinton on his fucking private plane. Like, it's it's not a partisan issue. This is some deep-seated shit. Jeez. Okay, so, posted Hollywood Reporter... 5 a.m. July 10, 2019. 
Jeffrey Epstein moved freely in Hollywood circles even after 2008 conviction. The billionaire arrested for or arrested June 6, July 6, excuse me, for sex trafficking of minors, attended high-profile events like the Batman Superman premiere and frequented Oscar parties even as the hashtag MeToo movement took down other powerful figures. On March 10th, 2016, guests at Warner Brothers' Batman Superman Dawn of Justice premiere in New York began whispering about one man mingling amongst the A-list crowd. No, it wasn't the film's Ben Affleck or Henry Cavill or Affleck's hulking bodyguard who almost knocked over the studio's former marketing head Sue Kroll as the VIP area became too crowded. The surprised looks were aimed at Jeffrey Epstein, who was being introduced by guests, two guests by New York so Society Doyen uh, Peggy Seagal, I'm D-O-Y-E-N-N-E, uh, -N -N -E. I don't know how to pronounce that. Mm. When a Warner's executive was asked at the time how a highly recognizable level three registered sex offender landed the hottest stick in, in town, the executive offered no comment. As Epstein's arrest on July 6th has dominated headlines, news outlets have focus on the billionaire's ties to powerful government officials, including Presidents Clinton and Trump. Equally as troubling are Epstein's long cultivated relationships within Hollywood and New York media circles where he moved with ease well after his high-profile 2008 conviction for soliciting prostitutions from girls as young as 14. Etc. Etc. In late 2010, Epstein hosted a dinner party in honor of his friend Prince Andrew at a 71st Street mansion in New York. Among the 20, 50 and 20 guests in New York Post reported at the time were Katie Couric, Charlie Rose, Woody Allen, Chelsea Handler, and George Stephanopoulos. A source close to Couric tells THR that it was her first, her first and last encounter with Epstein. Lozani was served and Epstein led his guests on tour of his house. He was wearing jeans and velvet stubs and what a little so, it's, okay. given that it was less than two months after Kate Middleton and Prince William's engagement, interest in the Royals was running high, in accordance to his uh, connection with Prince Andrew. So, like, you have the CBS the CBS guy, Leslie Moonbeams, you, you got Weinstein, you got Spacey, you got Cosby, you got Charlie Rose, you got Matt Lauer. Yeah. Even the shit with Woody Allen, and long after the shit with fucking Roman Polanski. Yeah, that's crazy how uh, widespread that is. <laughs> yeah, and oh, there's man. another article, and we'll we'll post these too. We'll, we'll make sure to post these after this is this is done. Had uh, Barbara Walters, Mike Wallace, Chris Tucker, uh, Ray Fiennes, Griffin Dunn, like Alan Dershowitz, who's the 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 high profile uh, New York lawyer. So like a lot of these people. And, and that's it's that kind of I don't know if it's a cult of personality thing, but like, how many of those people knew? Like, no, no one's gonna confess yeah. until they're outed. But my curiosity with this lies in once again the connections. This guy's got so many connections. Uh, there's there's stuff about Trump. There's stuff about Clinton, especially especially those two. Especially those two. They're um, on Scribd.com. You can look up, I believe it was, it's an affidavit or a witness statement talking about how Epstein and Trump got together and they were 
preying upon young girls at certain parties that he had and uh, how he how Epstein hosted uh, Bill Clinton on his private plane numerous times. The Lolita Express was the name of the fucking plane. And given their nature and what we know about both of them, you know, and just like uh, one of the, another name that was dropped was um, uh, Mr. Wexler, the I believe the CEO of Victoria's Secret. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even like trying to pinpoint anything, but like it's one of those ones where the fucking web runs thick yeah. and it runs deep. And so that's where I'm curious about whether or not this guy's actually going to flip or whether he's going to try to leave the country because the prosecutors in New York said that uh, requested, demanded he should be held without bail because of his high flight risk. Yeah. Because of his connection, his connections to private planes. You know, he knows so oh, many dude, people. Yeah, no, he can get out of the country like easy if he wanted to. Give him a chance. <laughs> well, and it goes back to... I mean, the connections to what we were talking about before we went on about the whole royal family business. Yeah, yeah. Going back to the Margaret Thatcher times in the mid or uh, early in mid 80s, the whole Jimmy Seville thing. I was telling you about, um, and you can look this up. This is fuck. I'm not, I'm not trying to do some Alex Jones, David Icke shit. Like, this is fucking public record shit now. Yeah, yeah. Where this guy Jimmy Seville was a British TV host in the late 60s, throughout the 70s and 80s. And his show was called Fix It Jim, or Only Jim Can Fix It, or yeah, yeah. whatever. And after he died, I think it was 2013, 14 maybe? Yeah, yeah. Came out that he was a, not a serial predator. Like, the dude was just... Like, just the most heinous form of person that you could fucking imagine. Mm-hmm. Like, how he, all this stuff came out after he died where, like, he potentially had over 200 victims, boys and girls, Jeez. all underage. Like, would go into children's hospitals and request to be alone with the patient. Like, make-a-wish kind of kids. Like, oh, I want to see Jimmy. Like, he's my hero from TV. And then Jimmy comes in, and it's not what you thought. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm, it, for instance, and there's the whole story about him, like, requesting that the adrenochrome gland be removed from the children's head so he can ingest it. Like, that's all yeah. whatever. But, like, this motherfucker literally went in and molested fucking sick and dying children. That's just lowest of the low. Like... And it came out like fucking. You can look it up on YouTube of him on a show groping teenage girls. Like, if you look close enough, and there's so many videos like breaking this shit down, like where his hand placement is, you can see, see him like grab a handful here, and his hand slides off down their back, yeah. and their eyes go big, and like all this. Like, what the fuck? And. That motherfucker was covered by Margaret Thatcher and the goddamn royal family. They knew about it. Oh. They knew about it. This motherfucker got, like, the... Whatever their, like, civilian award is. Yeah. Like, for Britain, that's what he got during his heyday. They knew all about it. And it goes back to, like, 
how like how far that line goes because you know every you know especially the royal family like been running supposedly like running camps and the whole bloodletting and if you want to go into like the whole shape-shifting sacrifice stuff which is whatever sounds like an episode of china illinois i remember but <laughs> i mean like that's all conspiracy stuff but if you want to just go on public record and look the stuff up it's fucking true this dude had a pass this, these cats knew about this shit, man. Knew about it. And just... Whoop, and... Whoop, depending on what source you look at, encouraged it. Oh, dude, yeah. So, uh, that... The, and not even, the, like, go that far back with the whole web, but, like, that's what's always in, uh, kind of uh, enticed me about this whole Epstein thing. Since I I first heard about his name, probably, like, Five, six years ago. Yeah. Uh, our boy Alex Jones was talking about him and flying off the handle and posting stuff about how he might be convicted or uh, arrested because he, this dude Epstein had a run in like a few years ago and he almost got nabbed. And that's how I heard about him. And I started looking into him like, yeah, this shit's actually like pretty on point. And there's a whole thing where it's like, how how rich is he? You know, how many connections does he actually have? Is this, is this whole web actually just some conspiratorial journalism? Or is this dude, like, actually for real? Yeah, is he really yeah. a billionaire financier? Because I don't know what he did for a living. I, I think he was, like, a stock speculator or a financial advisor. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, once again, the Times ran a piece it was a uh, something about the dude had a shit ton of money and then he made a few poor investments and then his dough got sucked out here i just pulled it up all right we're gonna run through this real quick so new york times july 10th 2019 jeffrey epstein's quote infinite means maybe a mirage <clears throat> when federal prosecutors announced sex trafficking charges against Jeffrey Epstein this week, they described him as, quote, a man of nearly infinite means. They argued that his vast wealth and his two private jets made him a flight risk. Mm. Mr. Epstein is routinely described as a billionaire and brilliant financier, and he rubbed elbows with powerful, including former and future presidents. Even after his 2008 guilty plea, guilty plea in a prostitution case in Florida with a minor, oh, God. he promoted himself as a financial wizard who used arcane mathematical models, and he often dropped the names of Nobel, win Nobel Prize winning friends. He told potential clients that they had to invest a minimum of $1 billion. At his peak in the early 2000s, a magazine profile said he employed 150 people, some working out of the historic Villard houses on Madison Avenue. Much of that appears to be an illusion, and there is little evidence that Mr. Epstein is a billionaire. His wealth may have depended less on his math acumen than his connections to two men, Stephen J. Hoffenberg, a one-time owner of the New York Post and a notorious fraudster later convicted of running a $460 million Ponzi scheme, and Leslie H. Wexner, the billionaire founder of retail chains including The Limited and the chief executive of the company that owns Victoria's Secret. 
Mr. Hoffenberg was Mr. Epstein's partner in two ill-fated takeover bids in the 1980s, including one of Pan American World Airways, and would later claim that Mr. Epstein had been part of the scheme that landed him in jail, although Epstein was never charged. With Mr. Wexner, Mr. Epstein formed a financial and personal bond that baffled longtime associates with a wealthy retail magnate who was his only publicly disclosed investor. Epstein's firm, Financial Trust Company, has released no audited financial statements or performance reports to back up his claims of, of investment prowess. In a 2002 court filing, Epstein said he had 20 employees, far fewer than reported figures around that time. Six years later, he lost large sums of money in a financial crisis, and friends and patrons, including Mr. Wex Wexner, deserted him after he pled guilty to prostitution charges in 2008. Epstein, 66, is doubtly very rich. His real estate, his real estate alone, one of Manhattan's largest private mansions, a Palm Beach estate, a Paris apartment, his own Caribbean island, which has also come Jeez. out, which has also come out, is called fucking uh, the Car Car uh, Caribbean island. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. And a huge New Mexico ranch is worth more than two hundred million. His investment firm reportedly having eighty-eight million in capital from his shareholders in two thousand two. Uh, appears to have been doing business and trading currencies through, through Deutsche Bank until just a few months ago. Federal charges loomed. Bank ended his client re relationship with Epstein, etc., etc. Like I, I'm gonna cut it short right there because I just came across another article from uh, New York Mag, from the Intelligencer uh, section of the Journal Magazine, titled "From Yesterday." Everything we know about Jeffrey Epstein's private pedophile island. Mm. So. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he has, and this is from the article, and I quote, He has not one but two private islands in the Caribbean. About a mile southeast of St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands lies the 75-acre Little St. James, which Epstein bought through an LLC in 98 for $7.95 million. God. He later added the 165-acre Great St. James Island for a reported price of $18 million in 2016. This is all we know. So, one alleged victim claimed in a lawsuit that she was a, quote, sex slave for Epstein and abused in his homes in New York, New Mexico, Florida, and the Virgin Islands. Um, reported to have been passed off to Prince Andrew... Etc. Et Eventually, the islands would be the likely site of any possible financial crimes related to the criminal investigation run by the Southern District of New York's Public Corruption Unit as Epstein ran his mysterious offshore business, the Financial Trust Company, from there. So, that, and like, once again, we'll, we'll post all this stuff. I'm just catching snippets just to. Yeah. Uh, that's something I'm going to have to check back yeah, on give later. Yeah, give you a little <laughs> lowdown. I wouldn't be surprised if, say, for instance, uh, if, if they're suspecting financial corruption running out of those islands, if they try to get them like some offshore account, like offshore right. banking or offshore privatizing, whatever, instead of like as a cut down from the, hey, you used to fuck kids and pass them around, like, but even if all that, 
let's say hypothetically it all comes to fruition and he flips and lifts to tell the tale. Yeah. Make his day make his day before court. Which I don't think it'll happen. I'm taking bets. Either he'll be let off or I, I don't, yeah. No, I don't, I don't think no, I don't think he'll be let off. He'll get a sentence if he if he lives to see his, his day in court. I don't know if he'll flip though. Because there's too many hands in the pie. He's, he knows too many people. He might yeah. be suicided in prison or found in a bathtub like uh, Frank Pantangeli in Godfather 2. Okay. But I, this is one of those ones I'm just curious about because, you know, once again, how, how far does it go? Who's going to get outed and who's going to make it out? That's what I'm curious about. Like, it's kind of heinous to admit, but I'm not even curious to see if he gets convicted if he does go to trial. Yeah. I'm just curious to see who goes down with him, if he goes right. down at all. Yeah. And, you know, is, is it... Someone's bound to get exposed. Well, is it, is, I mean, is it possible, yeah. though? I mean, is it possible that this might be... One of those, like, domino effect, you know, take the piece out of the Django stack and watch it all fall. You know, do we see the whole thing burn down? Like, you're talking fucking Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. Yeah. You're talking fucking media, uh, media personalities, like I said. You're talking a vast swath of influence. Either public figures or money. Or both. So I'm curious to see how it ends up playing out. And if it passes without a whisper, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't be surprised because, like I said, this is, you know, you look online and look this shit up and it's like you think you think it would be across every headline, across every station, local or national or international, which it is. It's on the BBC. It's on RT. But how how it's going to play out, and I don't know. And I'm it's not that I don't care, but I'm just curious to see how it does. Yeah, dude. I I'm, I'm curious to see if like I hope some people go down that deserve it, but you know, kind of hard to see like how it's going to play out. Well, right now the only one who's like being jailed for it is Cosby, so. What you gonna do about that? Well, I not even to play that card, but we're, we're yeah. like I said, we we're talking about this. Like Cosby's the only one yeah. so far. He's the only one that's actually taken a trial, convicted, and as far as I know, he's in he's in prison. I don't I don't know if he's actually in a prison. I haven't bothered to look it up. Yeah, but. I'm just I'm just curious to see how far this one goes, because this has implications. This has serious fucking implications. I mean, anything from the the global sex trafficking ring to offshore accounts to like this has got so much mud and muck upon yeah. it. How can you not just be like, 
as far like not let's let's play the let's play the role of like the filthy private investigator for a hot second. Why would you not want to be attached to this? Yeah, uh, I don't know. You find out too much that, 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 that that's that's blood on your hands. Well, yeah, that's yeah. it's also it's also the things like well, I was talking about earlier with like you know the royal family and the Clintons and the whatever. Like, how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? That's yeah. another thing because if you go far enough, you will find some shit. Regardless of whether or not it's true or whether or not you believe in it, you will find some shit. And it'll go back and it'll go back and it'll go back and back and back until you spin your head right around back to the present and go, fuck. Like, is it is it almost like uh, null and void that this guy gets busted and actually does prison time for us of his life? Or gets destroyed in prison or whatever like does it even really matter like because there's no I, I haven't seen any like the only public outcry I've seen is uh, House Democrats are requests or demanding that uh, Alex Acosta resign from his uh, position as labor secretary because yeah, he handled the fucking original case in 2008 and let it and let Epstein off with a slap yeah, that's that's bullshit. And that's the thing is like, like we're, we're just reading it in Hollywood circles after he was convicted, after he registered. Yeah. Like w- once again, this is not a partisan thing. This is not like, like he did freaky shit. And, like this is not a. Yeah. This is like, like I, I saw one comment on a fucking thread. Uh. About about his arrest, saying like. Oh, the left is having a really bad summer. Like, first the Mueller report, and now this. Like, they're looking really bad. Like, how the... I, what? I, so, the whole, like, getting worked up about it? I'm not really worked up about it, because yeah. if people are going to view it like that, and be literally partisan about it, mm-hmm. like they are with... Partisan about everything. Yeah. Like they are with migrant kids, and etc., yeah. etc., cetera, et cetera, and yeah. all the fucking horse shit that's going on. Why wouldn't they be partisan about, like, one of the most heinous things you can fucking imagine? Like, wh- what what literally has to happen? Like, I, I, I'm... If I can get serious for a, sec- for a second, like, what literally has to happen? Someone has to lose money for that For that partisanship <laughs> to just break. Yeah. Like, what literally has to happen? Like, what, global financial meltdown? Oh, that was 2008. Oh, the bailout? That was 2008, 2009. Oh, global warming, that's happening now. Uh, wealth inequality, oh, that's still happening. Uh, racism, that's happening. You know, Dugas busted child global, potential global child sex ring as part of it. Oh, yeah, it's just, you know, oh, the world's a crazy place, huh? Like, I, I almost, it, it's kind of funny. It's like, it got to the point where it's like, how, where, where's the breaking point? I'm, I'm, yeah. li- I'm, that's where kind of my excitement is, is like not even like are people gonna get mad and like storm the streets and fucking brouhaha and get pissed off? Like that's not gonna happen. I hate to fucking admit it. I wish I I wish I could wake up tomorrow and you know the s- streets are stormed with people fucking all over the world, like wanting everything, like just to 
change. But like even this, I even if he gets fucking nabbed and try and tried and convicted and buried underneath the prison, it'll just yeah just blow over. Yep. The fucking tumbleweeds in the wild west. Dust in the wind. So, I'm just gonna leave off with that. I I didn't I didn't mean to go off on a tangent at the end. Hey, sometimes you gotta get real. We haven't been no, it's. I'm just very curious about this news story just to see what happens and who gets named, if anyone gets named, who goes down, if yeah, anyone goes I'm down. I'm definitely curious to see what sort of light gets shined on the whole situation. So, it's a very it's a very brief uh, summation of the story. Once again, Jeffrey Epstein uh, being arrested and indicted on uh, child sex trafficking and prostitution and whatnot. Guy's a serial pedophile. Uh, lots of fingers in the pot. Like, giant web going across from Hollywood to D.C. to New York to potentially across the world. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, sorry to stumble about, and that's the end of the second segment. It's our podcast. So... Well, folks, uh, as a conclusion to this, now that we got you all bummed out, <laughs> be sad. <laughs> got the Facebook Moon Tower podcast. Search the page, like what we post, like, like all the goofy pictures that your host uh, has of his dumb face, and some pics of other friends too, and other friends too. Uh, once again, a big thank you to Matt Mettler and Noah Ty for helping us out in the first segment. Oh, yeah. Um, check us out. We got the Twitter page uh, up and going with the new logo. Thanks, Mark Walski. Mark Walski. Tower. Pod, uh, tower hyphen podcast or tower underscore podcast, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. On, on the Twitters. <laughs> Moon Tower Podcast on the Instagram. Look us up on the Spotify. Moon Tower Podcast as well. And also, don't forget your iTunes. While well, you can still get your podcast on your iTunes before it's separated and gloshed and turned into turned into some fucking turned into some fucking podcast spy cloud for the Pentagon. So there we have it, folks. Thank you once again. We're gonna be over and out. There's no music here, so hope you enjoyed it. Later, y'all.